All right, on today's show, jam-packed show, we haven't given you guys a podcast in the last four or five days, and so much has happened in the world of battle rap. We're going to talk about this Mike P and Jack Boy battle being canceled. We're going to talk a little bit about this Born Legacy 13 card coming up this weekend, right? And we did get some major announcements around the battle world. Bullpen announced the card. The Mecca is going down. Yonkers, July 30th. And Disaster has announced... His main event for his Battle of the Bay card. Disaster versus Easy, the block captain? It's all coming up. Well, let's talk about it right now. All right, all right, man. As always, I am your host of the Let's Talk Battle Rap podcast. For those that don't know, my name is France. Your host of the Let's Talk Battle Rap podcast is Battle Rap podcast of New York. Follow the show on all your social medias. LTBR podcast, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff. Everything but Facebook. I'm sorry, y'all. We're not going over there. Respectfully. <laughs> Let's Talk Battle Rap.com for all your latest editorial news, stats, and facts. We've got some articles coming up this weekend. We got my man, uh, senior staff writer Q Moody, covering the Crucible card that's going down this weekend. He's got a lot of thoughts on some of the up-and-comers on uh, Crucible Season 3. You know we're going to have a more Legacy 13 recap. And, you know, we got a lot of less, little interesting editorials on the way. So always stay tuned to what we got going on on Let's Talk Battle Rap.com. Now, where to kick things off on today's show? Did you guys get a chance to see Mike P's live? Did you guys get a chance to see Jack Boy's live? Hey, don't worry. If you didn't, I got all the notes for you. Got all the cliff notes. So Mike P and Jack Boy's battle's been canceled. I knew about this a little bit, you know, a couple of days prior to the announcements. I got a chance to talk to both MCs. They both told me the exact same things that they also said on their lives. So I want to go ahead and read Jack Boy's quote first because it has the biggest premise of why the battle actually kind of wasn't in the best situation for neither of them to succeed. But then we'll get into Mike P's situation because he had a nice <laughs> yeah, a nice little rant on his channel when he went live. He went live yesterday. Nice 500 people in the viewers. He said, I'm not speaking until I get 10,000 people here. I, I can't blame you, Mike. <laughs> All right. Jack Boy says here, and quote, the battle has been, you know what? How about this, guys? Uh, I trimmed this quote because, you know, it can only, it can only put, you can only fit so many characters into the graphics, right? Let's read you the full quote, the full, unedited, long paragraph that does not fit in the LTBR news flyer. Let's go. This battle has, has been postponed on my side, and it's simple. Just to be honest, we had a miscommunication on the contract. They made a mistake, put the battle out for you guys, but they didn't send a contract yet. They thought they did, but they hadn't. So when the flyer dropped, I'm like, hey, I don't have a contract and I haven't got paid yet. They said, let us fix it. And they sent one over to me. And then we started the negotiations and then I signed the contract. But by that time, I had a week and a half left. Don't get me wrong. I can write in that time period. But the thing is, 
The next step didn't get taken care of until a few days afterwards. So it was only best for us to postpone it. You don't want your artist out there with a week's prep. Contracts and negotiations and the business took longer than it was supposed to. It didn't go as fluid as we would like for it to ha have both of, for it to have us on both ends with enough time to prepare. That is the full Jack Boy quote. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, that's not going to fit in the news graphics. So, you know, we got to. We gotta trim the fat a little bit, but I wanted to give you guys the full context. All right, that's what we do here sometimes. But um, you know, URL, what's going on over there? URL, all right? You guys announced the event Sunday. And when I say URL, we all kind of know who, who we're talking to. So, like, you know, and I love those guys over there. You know, they work hard, I got their numbers. These are people I rock with. You know, what I'm saying this is not a slander campaign here going on even though i know it's a lot it's very it's very prevalent right now to be very anti them but you don't have to be anti somebody to be critical of the way somebody's been you know producing their results lately like that doesn't mean just because i'm critical of what i've been hearing and seeing and what has been done doesn't mean that i'm anti you i'm always going to be in favor of what the league does they feed they feed us as media you know what i'm saying i'm not a league owner i don't know how difficult all this stuff is and and i don't got any pics of I don't got no dogs in the fights. I, ain't, I don't pick and choose. I keep the same energy across the board. But once this event was announced uh, last Sunday with less than 14 days to really promote and you announced Saga and Hansel in the morning and then an hour later took the battle down like, oh, yeah, this battle's canceled. Sorry. I knew something was wrong. I knew something was wrong. Like you there was a trailer that was created for a battle that was canceled. Where was the mis where was the communication? And the artist that was part of the canceled battle had announced days prior to there being any announcements as their matches were canceled. So I'm I'm just like, all right, something's happening here. And what 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 goes down that an announcement is made about a contract being sent out and Jack Boy being paid? You know, Jack Boy, you know, he, he waves a URL flag, so he's probably like, Hey, I know y'all gonna get me, but you haven't gotten me yet. And Jack Boy, nah, brother. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of love for Jack. That's my guy. Real talk. We've had a very, very dope relationship over the years as far as media and rapper. And that's a great story that's going to be told one day. But Jack, man, you, you need to have your business handled, man. I know you were going to not worry about getting paid. You were definitely going to get paid eventually. But that deposit got a hit the second the contract is signed so you could prepare, man. But I'm glad you, were, you and Mike as well had the enough awareness to say, hey, man. Business ain't go properly here. We got less than 14 days. What's up? Let's let's not strain ourselves here for it. And truth be told, I did kind of feel like this is a challenge for Jack Boy and Mike P. Like it is a good style matchup, but it almost felt like a challenge that pit like pinned one against the other so that they needed to show the results as to who would continue to be progressed. This is just me. I'm looking at it. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be this way, but that's just how it felt. It felt like a all right. Let's kill two birds with one stone, get them both a play, and let's see who progresses. You know, I'm just saying how I felt about the match. Um, yeah, they dropped the ball on that. What can I tell you? I mean, not to mention that they also booked the event prior to them announcing that it would be on caffeine because when they made the announcement Sunday, it wasn't until the following weekend, next Saturday, six, seven days later, this is now a caffeine card. So when this was negotiated amongst the battlers as an app event, you know, you kind of booked them for their app event rate, app event pricing. And now as a caffeine card, like, are they going to get paid extra money? 
Is everybody spinning the block to renegotiate? Like, what just happened here? Like, this is kind of this is a little crazy, you know. I think this happened one time with uh, things happened one time with A Ward, right? I think he battled on the riot, or he was gonna battle on the riot. I think that when he was gonna battle Coffee and Loso battled Cali Smooth, that card. That event wasn't supposed to be a live stream event, so obviously they gave the riot a certain price, and then last minute the event becomes a stream on Twitch, and they're like, "Oh, wait a minute! If this is going to be on Twitch, like this, this, this warrants a different level of like <laughs> fee to pay because it's being broadcast and distributed differently." Like I, I, I've sold myself short now. You know that happens. That happens. So when you know when you know, these little switcheroos happen. You got to spend the block and, and renegotiate these things. I get it. I get it all the way. Uh, now for Mike P's situation, though. Boy, there's a lot to talk about here. Mm-mm-mm. He goes live on his rant. Oh, he goes, he goes on a rant on his live, I should say. And he says a lot, man. You know, he says, you know, he kind of talks about that not really feeling rewarded. You know, he also reiterates, like, in the Kid Chaos battle that, you know, it's been nine events and almost six months since I've battled. He talks about, you know, like, his momentum being killed by the league, obviously not being featured on some of these cards. He feels like he's a top tier. Well, you know, uh, everybody's going to have a different opinion, but him himself, he says, I am a top tier. You know what I'm saying? Look at my resume. Look at my performances. Look at some of my wins. Look what I've done. Look at my experience. Look how long I've been here. I am a top tier. Uh, he promotes. He's popular or he's polarizing at the very least. Either you love or hate Mike Peep, but nonetheless, he's going to get some traffic for sure. Um, he, you know, he was a staple on caffeine. He's somebody that, you know, was really waving the URL flag, when, like, especially this year when a lot of people were critiquing URL. He was defending them. He, he had that exchange with ARP. Uh, earlier this year, he went live talking about it. <laughs> you know, so he he's somebody that has really expressed his loyalty to the league. Once you do that, sometimes, you know, you kind of unfortunately cripple your own leverage because, you know, he says he's not signing URL at this moment. So they're like, I'm not saying you're going to see him go battle on other leagues, but when you burn a bridge, now we absolutely know that you're not going to go battle on other leagues. So it's like, there's no, there's no, there's nothing for you to stand on leverage wise. Um, what else he said? He said a lot here. He also talked a bit about, uh, this battle will be rescheduled. So the Jack Boy main battle will be rescheduled. And that if it's after this Jack Boy battle, if it's not five figures or a live stream, don't call his phone. Um, so where it gets kind of weird, right? Because some of us in media always kind of, we hear the rumblings about how much people get paid. At the end of the day, we don't ever really know, do we? Like we're just listening to what somebody says they got paid. And when somebody says somebody else got paid. So ultimately, we don't know if it's true or not. We got to take all that speculation into occurrence and just like throw it into this like this estimated like <laughs> like playing field. It's like, all right, this is this is the range that I've I've heard, but I'm not the one that cuts the check. I don't have a copy of your contract. I don't check the books. I, I cannot verify nobody's prices. So I try to always stay out the price conversation, even though everybody hears everybody kind of knows what kind of numbers you hear in the streets, but you can't verify it. Unless you know, unless you unless y'all really, unless y'all getting these PDFs sent to y'all, I ain't getting no PDF sent to me. I can't verify nothing. But the point I'm getting at here is, if I had to put a guesstimate to it, 
Like, if you're not getting that amount of money on URL, could you get it anywhere else? It's questionable. I don't know. I, I truly do not know. Um, but it's, it's less about the money for me, and it's more about the way he feels that he hasn't been utilized. And I, and I could agree with that. Like, I, I could agree that, like, it does feel like he hasn't fully been utilized to its proper extent. Like, you know, there's, 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 there's obviously a ton of dope matches available that Mike P could have had. You know, he almost battled Verb at one point in time. Him and Tayrock had those conversations. Clips have showed interest. Um, him and Chess could be a good battle. Once upon a time, not too long ago, maybe about a year or two ago, him and DNA were going back and forth. I think they had disc records, actually. Somebody fact check that one for me. Comment section. Let me know. I could be right or wrong. I don't remember. Um, hold on. See something here. See, yeah, they did. Look at it right here. Uh, this, was, this was a while ago. It was three years ago. Um, so Mike P and DNA had disc records towards each other, disc freestyles towards each other. Like they, the point is, there's a lot of names available, but it doesn't even always have to just be another top tier name. There's also like Jerry West or just finding ways to include him in the mix, right? Like. After the light work battle against Sharon, uh, you know, you don't see him for, like he says, nine cards in six months. So he's like, yo, I could have been on volume. Could have been on Civil War. Could have been on Outside. Could have been on Redemption. I I hear him. I could have been on Kings and Queens, made my debut there. I hear him. You know what I'm saying? But I also feel like the writing of the on the wall has been like, if you're a Mike P fan like I am, and you've really been like, following his career since he came into the league, I kind of feel like the writing on the wall for Mike started back in like the end of 2017, early 2018. He beat Twerk at Gnome 7, right? 2017, April 2017. He beats Twerk at Gnome. He beats him. They both were a surprise battle. They both made their debuts. They both were up-and-coming talents in the league. Mike was about a year prior to Twerk. He's 2015. Twerk's 2016. Um, but he beats Twerk on that card. After that moment, Mike P and Twerk were featured on the same card three more times. They were on Born Legacy Supreme, Mike Battle Big T, Twerk Battle Will. They were on Volume 1, uh, Twerk Battle JC, Mike P Battle Suge. They were on Volume 2, Twerk Battle Verb, Mike P Battle Young Cannon. And all three of those cards, Twerk outperformed them. So, like, I think I'm, I, there was a moment there the league kind of saw him as, like, all right, we – you might have beaten this guy, but this guy might have the higher ceiling. And was it right? Was it wrong? I don't know. I, this is just how I felt at the time as a Mike P fan. I'm like, yo, what's like, where's the disconnect? That year, 2018, he only battles twice. He only battles Young Cannon and BDOT. And just like now, he actually went, I think, a longer time period not battle. I think he went like seven, almost eight months, you know what I'm saying, from July till March 30th of 2018 and 2019 without battling. And he came back to battle JC. So like that that's when, that 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 window of like hey where's Mike P it kind of feels like the same exact way it's almost like repeating itself to a degree, um, and you know but Mike also has some moments where like I think you know we gotta also be honest with ourselves like we we are caffeine partners right well we were caffeine partners so we started to see things slow up over the last year like from 2021 to 2022 they went from 22 caffeine events a year to I think 10, 11 maybe. We saw it get cut in half. And then this year, it's only been two caffeine events. And then all of us have like 
left the, the, the platform or lost our partnerships a month or two or three before our contracts expired. You know, so there isn't that many events available. Um, URL does have an excessive amount of talent on their roster in a, in a weird period of rebuilding where there's not enough events and almost too much talent being hoarded. Um, so, you know, there could be like a subdivision created down the line, maybe post this caffeine error where there's a, a new platform included or just just straight app events or they find a way to stream on their card or uh, maybe they do they get back to monthly events. Then you get to see everybody back in a real mix of rotation. So like when you haven't seen a lot of guys, like it just it's just kind of the nature of what's going on right now. You know what I'm saying? Swamp. Uh, not Swamp. Like people like Loso. Loso hasn't technically been booked since like November. You know, he did the T-top battle in February, but that was because it was rescheduled. So since since like, you know, he hasn't been booked this year for a new battle besides the battle they got rescheduled from him. You know, there's a lot of other names I could point to um, that you just haven't seen yet. And it's just there's just a shortage of events right now. Also, um, this is something I really, really wanted to talk about. Mike P was saying me and Jack Boy are beyond a born legacy right now. Man, Born Legacy has got such a bad rap for no reason. And I'm here to say that, like, um, we need to stop for a moment and not live so much in the present. I do feel like maybe the last two Born Legacy cards, Born Legacy 11 and 12, might have lost some of the allure. But Born Legacy has been a hub for top tiers to perform at. It's always been a staple event when there wasn't some of the major events happening. It was always a platform for the mid-tiers to develop, people that are on the rise, rookies that were showing their progression, and you wanted to test their ceiling. Like You always got a solid mix of names that was on Born Legacy. Matter of fact, let me just read this. Let me read you the last four years of Born Legacy main events. Born Legacy 6, Geechee and Chess. Born Legacy 7, Geechee and John John. Born Legacy 8, Danny Myers and Chess. Born Legacy 9, Danny Myers, Easy to Block Captain. Born Legacy 10, DNA and Luke Castro. Born Legacy 11, Avin Fonz. Born Legacy 12, Bill and Marv, a uh, Bill Collector and Marv 1. All right. And it's not even mentioning some of the, the, the gems in these undercards where you get like JC and Saga, who Saga was having a really hot year. Avin, Ill Will. You know what I'm saying? Ill, Ill Will's been on a lot of these stuff. Ill Will is one of the best. He's been on a lot of these Born Legacies. Um, misfit and official. You know what I'm saying? I, I could keep going. You, you Don't forget that the Born Legacy is the home of the trilogy package of Av, Rum, Rum and Will, and Will and Av. Like, there's, there's so many battles that have, like, lived on this series that, like, if you just go back to the history, especially from, like, Born Legacy 1 to 9, it showcases multiple top tiers. I, I almost go as far as to say that 50% of the top tiers that are on the league have footage on Born Legacy. And we're not even talking about, like, earlier on, like, Born Legacy 1, obviously headlined by Surfing Clips. Born Born Legacy 3 is where you get, like, Rum and Will and Daylight and Mike. Oh, by the way, Jazz the Rapper, who made her two-year, uh, who returned after two years from not battling, made a return on Born Legacy 4. You know, Avid Oh Red has headlined a Born Legacy during this Cody. Like, I don't know when we decided to devalue Born Legacy this much. Um, I don't like it. I don't like I don't like any of it. And you also accepted the match knowing it was Born Legacy. Like the offer came to you as Born Legacy. You guys accepted it, and then you say, I shouldn't be doing no Born Legacy afterwards. Well, you accepted it ahead of time. And Jack's also been in the last two Born Legacies before this as well. He was on Born Legacy 11 and 12. 
So like, I don't think there's anything wrong with Born Legacy. Um, if you feel like the events haven't been treated the way that they should be treated, as far as the time being announced, the marketing behind it, the care, that's totally fair. And if you also feel like, yo, you can't book me for an app event and then it becomes a caffeine event, that's also totally fair too. Now that is, those are valid grievances that I think deserve to be echoed. But the series itself, there's nothing wrong with the series. <laughs> Am I lying? Hold on, man. I mean, Mike P's two first first two top tier names came from Born Legacy, Daylight and JC. All right. Well, you know, I also showed them the volume. But all right, but moving on. The point is, I don't feel like Born Legacy should be catching all this flack, but the way it's been distributed and the way that you know everything's been going down, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, me personally, I don't feel like Mike is a top tier. He's a, he, he can be a top tier talent. Is he a top tier name? I don't I don't view him as that. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely view him like upper mid tier, like B plus. You know what I'm saying? Right at the cusp of all that. You know, there's a lot of guys that are right at that cusp. And for me personally, my definition of top tier has always been: Are you a draw? Can we headline a card around your brand? And are you getting wins against other top tiers? Like, I feel like th those are like my three prerequisites. I, not, it doesn't have to be everybody else's definition, but those are my prerequisites for what I think consists of a top tier. And yes, he, Mike is a draw. Is he enough of a draw that he can headline a volume summer manager or gnome? I don't know. It may, might depend the matchup, but has he headlined Born Legacy, Super Fight, and Civil War? Hell yeah, he has. Oh, yeah, he has. You know what I'm saying? So he definitely can headline. He definitely has headlined. Um, the records against top tier. So he has six top tiers on his resume, right? Daylight, JC, Suge, Danny, Sharon, T-Top. Um, my personal record in, in that run is, is two and four. I have him losing four of those battles. I have him winning two against Danny and Sharon. Um and even if you go back to his last like five or ten battles on the league, like you can easily say he's he's at five hundred or so. Like he beat Rod, lost to Jack, had a battle of the year contender with Real Sick. I had him beating Castro as a good battle, debatable. He lost clearly to T Top, lost clearly to Geechee, has a debatable with Chilla, debatable with None, beat Sharon with a fantastic one of the best rounds that year. Um, I had him beating Chaos in a battle that I didn't really like that much, respectfully to both those MCs. So, like, like, you know, he hovers around this area where, like, he is getting wins. He has debatables. He's competitive. He's, he's you know, Chilla's a, you know, Chilla's a top team. We could throw Chilla in there, too. But I have him, I have him losing to Chilla. That's debatable. The point I'm getting at is, like, he's, he's hovering around it, but he definitely has more clear losses and debatables than clear wins in, in that time frame. You feel me? So that's also something people look at. Um, I do feel like the coach is much more down on him than they need to be. They're much more critical of him than, critical of him than they should be. And I do feel like he hasn't been utilized to his maximum potential for sure. But, you know, um, you also say things like Jack Boy's a dynamic big stage performer with a high profile. I just I don't feel like that's accurate neither. <laughs> you know, there's so there, there's a little middle, there's a disconnect there between how he views certain things himself and his situation versus the results of 
how the masses view it and what the what the results vary. So like you know, it's just it's, it's all in the mix right now. It's all in the mix. I hope better for Mike. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I rock with Mike heavy. I definitely want to see him um uh just get whatever level of value received back to him that he desires. Doesn't have to be the exact demands that he listed, because if, if it's those demands, uh, you know, there hasn't been that many live streams. We're in July, and this is the third URL live stream, all right? There was a point in time they did three live streams in, like, six weeks. <laughs> so, you know, you have to wait for live stream events, because that's gonna it's going to take some time. And as far as the, 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 the money amount that you've argued, um, I'm going to just say no comment, because, again, I don't cut the checks. I'm not going to pocket watch, but, you know. If I had to guess what you get that from them, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Man, this is rough, man. This is rough. But I, I hope for the best. I'm looking forward to the battle. I'm looking forward to see where the battle gets rescheduled. And um, still got a whole other Born Legacy card to still talk about. We could go ahead and give some Born Legacy predictions. We could talk about some more of these announcements that were made this week. Right? So let's go ahead and take a quick break here. You know what I'm saying? Let's go ahead and play my man Loaded Lux some music from Loaded Lux Santino. I gotta do it on my own. I've been on my grind since a little nigga. Niggas still thinking I'm a little nigga. Cause I've been on the low, low, low. I gotta let them know, know, know. I'ma get them. My mama love me, pops adore me, you say, what's my story? Uh, if life's a bitch and fuck the world, well, I'm gonna have some more uh, Since it's shorty, so I'm pushing 40. Man, I'm from Harlem, wild 140s, they call me loaded. She know what's up, don't need no chick to hold me down. Nah. Bitch, hold me up, I'm just a product of the town. If I didn't have fans to listen. All right, man, we back. Shouts to Loaded Lux, beloved. We's back in the building, man. All right. Mike P and Jack Boy, salute to both these guys. They're very highly talented individuals that I super rock with, super respect. I keep it real. I've been critical of. We've had disagreements. But nonetheless, I will always support those guys. I'm looking forward to when they reschedule their battle, and I look forward to them getting the opportunities that they desire or creating the opportunities that they desire, whatever it may be. But we still got a whole Born Legacy car going down this weekend, and I'm glad it's on caffeine, man. You know, I got something to do this weekend. I'll be honest, man. You know, the, the the COVID era really peaked the introvert in me. You know what I'm saying? I know how to I know how to glisten and smile, shake hands, kiss babies, politics, turn up. My social battery got a limit, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm in my element when it's time to be at the crib, when it's time to be on these social medias, making memes, you know what I'm saying, watching these battles, talking to the group chat, doing a nice radio roulette or an after party show. With the people, because the people matter more than anything else to me. That's my jam. You know what I'm saying? I will always take a live stream event at the crib with an after party afterwards than probably being at an event. It depends the event. You know what I'm saying? And every time I go to an event, I get to see my man JB. That's probably a better highlight than the event sometimes itself. Truth be told, that's my guy. Love JB. 
but the point I'm getting at is I haven't had a live stream event in a while. Um, this is the third one from URL this year. So, you know, regardless how you feel about the card, I'm here for it. I'm here for I'm here for it. All right. This is what gets me excited. Can you hear it in my voice? All right. We do got the three on three, which we you know we all talked about. You know, you got Doc Rivers coaching team jersey. Oh, oh. A shug, shug, you know what I'm saying? They keep they keep putting you in the pick and roll and they're hunting you at the top. And you know, they keep hitting threes on you, big fella. They keep hitting threes on you. I need I need to take you out for Arsenal. You know, Arsenal could guard the wing. He's got he's got the reach. You know what I'm saying? He's got the intensity to at least disrupt these shot creators. <laughs> what are you gonna do when you down 0-1? You gonna call an old red, Doc? You gonna call an old red, Doc Rivers? Who's the coach for the rookies? Who's the coach for the rookies? This is fun. Is it Nick Nurse? Huh? Is it, is it, <laughs> is it Dwayne Casey? Huh? Who's the coach for the? Is it Frank Vogel? I don't know. I'm just playing around here. But three on three. At the end of the day, um, it's, you know. We gotta always give something a chance. We might not have liked it on paper. It seems a little clunky. It's a little, it's something different. And in a year where we want some stability, consistency, and something just a bit more normalized, getting creative might not always be the answer. But we had to have an open mind at the end of the day to see if we like the product of uh, this three on three. And you know, it's a possibility we might like the product. I'm gonna say this for the rookies though. Oh, Fennec's been on caffeine already because he just did um, Gnome Impact. Ease and Hansel, this is y'all caffeine debuts, right? You haven't been on caffeine. Yeah, both, all three of y'all have one round. Listen, as a rookie in this league, there is no excuse to not have one fire round. I'm looking at you guys, right? I mean, Jersey hasn't been, like, unified like this in a long time, so... You know, but at the same time, Red and Arsenal hasn't been competitive in a while. And Suge is the best battle rapper on that team right now. <laughs> so, you know, whoever has to deal with Suge, which is ease, um, you have a real challenge on your hands. But all you guys are only doing one round. You have the opportunity to name flip three people. You know, you got all this creativity available to you. You still got all these fresh young legs. This is your two of you guys is your caffeine debut. I'm expecting y'all to be really through the roof. I'm going to be honest. I have high expectations. I do have high expectations, especially my man Hansel. I rock with Hansel. He talks so greasy on Twitter, and I love everything about that. But you got to back it up. And, you know, will he? I think he will. I think he will. I'm not saying that he won't. I'm just letting you know that we watching. The world is watching, my brother. All right? So three on three. We're here for it. Let's see what happens. Still got Danny Myers and Safflair Soul. Man, what's there to say? This is this is this is this is one of those. This is one of those matches. You love punchlines, metaphors, layer lyrics, intricate schemes. You know what I'm saying? Good writing, angle punches. A little. If you like all that, you're gonna get it here in this battle. I will say this though: Danny Myers did a live on um last Saturday where he was talking about this battle, and in the live he said, "Unquote." It's the first time in a while I don't have to try to angle somebody and I can just rap because I don't really have much to say about Safflair's soul. 
I'm not saying that you need an angle to win, but my brother, you might not have an angle on him, but best believe he might got an angle on you. That alone, I feel, can give him an advantage as far as being a bit more tailored, a bit more direct, and being able to resonate a personal message that that's going to be for Danny as opposed to for Saflair. Danny is a is a great puncher, fire, and really good at rebuttaling too. So he has those elements to never really lose too much steam in a round, right? Where he can easily catch up, stay competitive, has enough punchlines and aggression and energy and relentlessness to keep himself afloat. But me knowing that you are coming to just rap, no personals, no angles. I mean, not that there's probably any to really take, right? But so Flair definitely has a lot to say about you, good sir. You a lot has happened the last sixty days, Danny. Right? We, we can st- we can still talk about it. <laughs> it's, still, it's still to be talked about, good sir. So, uh, you know, I do got and plus a Flair obviously having debatable with Nitty, beat Chess. He's right in line to obviously compete with Danny Myers or at least have a debatable or if not win. Nunnun versus Real Deal. I'm intrigued by this battle. I do have a quote here from Nunnun. I want to read it to you guys. Let's see if I can find it. And I want to read this exact quote because I don't want to get this wrong. All right. My man Nunnun went on three letterman show. PSA reloaded, man. Sucking on wifey's toes, man. All right. My man, my man Nunnun said, people don't rank me high in categories. I did a one-rounder with Rum Nitty, and I punched with him. I battled Sharon, and I out-rebuttled him. And Real Deal is one of the best anglers of all time, so the next goal is to see if I can out-angle Real Deal. You know, now all we need is to, like, get Nunnun to battle K-Shine so that we can see if he can outperform K-Shine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, I'm intrigued by that quote because he's right. He's not somebody that we kind of – Really, besides the rebuttals, there's not much of an attribute that we fully identify none none with because he can kind of do a little bit of he does a little bit of he's not a master of none of these, but he has all of them at, in his in his disposal to do, right? He can punch, scheme, rebuttal, angle, you know what I'm saying, get vulnerable, talk talk real shit, you know, talk about his life, direct to the crowd, give a message to smack. <laughs> you know, he can he can he can do a little bit of all that. None of it at its highest level, but it's all available to him. So what is the angle exactly that you're going to use for real deal to pick him apart when you acknowledge that he is one of the greatest anglers? When you guys think of real deal and you call him the greatest angler, what's the ang- uh, this is for the comment section. When you guys say real deal is one of the greatest anglers, what's the angle that you think of to identify real deal as a top angler like i just want to know like like off the rip of your head like what is the performance that you used to say this is why it's one of the best anglers out i think about a sharon battle the title match against sharon boy high level work but i want to know what you guys think so go ahead and drop that below i'm looking forward to this battle um some more white on white violence from my man none none and it never hurt you know what i'm saying no, last year they made all the active white guys battle each other. <laughs> they made none none and Mike P battle. They make Mike P and Sharon battle. They make Sharon and, and none none battle. Hmm. Let's see what's going on over there. Let's see what's going on over there. But none none was also the most booked battle of last year too. So it's good to see him back. 
you know. Um, I know he took a nice little break. The politics, you know, obviously can wear people down. The sport can get very mentally draining. It's always, always, always encouraged to unplug from this matrix for as much time as you need before returning back. Because none, none, the minute you chose to return, we got Mighty Morphin Rangers and, and, and you know, carnivorous, carnivorous fish getting into situations. And, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot going on in these streets, man. <laughs> I don't blame you for taking a break. Um, but back to it, though. We still got one more match. And that is Klutz versus Chilla Jones. Klutz, not Klutz. Chilla Jones has a quote here about Klutz. Klutz is the best writer of this new class of guys, so I think he's the most appropriate matchup for me right now. It's only right he continues on this path. And I'm going to remind people why I am who I am. My name is my name. And that's that. Hey, former champion Chilla Jones is back on URL against one of the rising prominent pens of the league. Out, out the gate after the finals exam, gets a clear win against JC. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. What, what, what does a clear win against JC and Chilla Jones in your first couple battles on the league mean for Klutz? Something, that's a question I'm going to leave you guys with. All right. But Born Legacy 13 is going down this week. And let's get some of the announcements that we got to over the last couple days, man. Listen, I made it 38 minutes into the pod without talking about the algorithm, but we're going to talk about them now. All right? You probably would have thought, oh, he's going to open the show with the algorithm. No, 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 no. You're going to have to earn this. Plus, the show is timestamped, so you could have just went to the section you wanted to go to anyway. But breaking news yesterday, Disaster announces his matchup. Against easy to block captain going down on Battle of the Bay X. <coughs> Excuse me. On GTX, August 12th and 13th, the two-day event. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I got a lot of thoughts. Before I go into disaster and easy, disaster got on the Twitter space after the announcement to kind of talk a little bit about the announcement, talk about the card a bit. And he did say in that space that Something happened with his original opponent. You know, there were some things going on behind the scenes. He didn't really disclose who it was or what happened. But he did say that him and Easy was more of a last-minute thing. So that, you know, let's just keep it a buck. All right. When next battle disaster, he said, we know you we know you're battling Rum Nitty. Like, we know you got Rum Nitty on the next card. So everybody that put the clues together was just like, all right, it's going to be Nitty and disaster. Oh, it made sense, too, by the way. Nitty started on grind time. I think we forget that. Yes, let me repeat that for you guys out there in the back. Nitty started on grind time. You can pull up. You can go to Rum Nitty and grind time on YouTube and find battles. In fact, do something. There's a battle out where his name is not even Rum Nitty. It's just Nitty. All right. These battles are 11 plus years old. You click on them and it says Nitty versus his opponent. Nitty versus Type Z. Nitty versus Kid White. Whatever the grind time battle was at the time. He didn't even have the word rum next to his name, bro. All right. So you can find some rum nitty grind time work. It only would have made sense to have seen rum nitty be on GTX just because, you know, that is part of his roots. But 
Easy to Block Captain has some grind time roots himself. I don't know if you guys have ever gotten a chance to watch any of his work back in 2013, but the bull used to be a little backpack rapping, multi-syllabic nerd joke, dick jokes, fat jokes, da 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 da. Like he had, he had some of that Gene Short Nation energy. Let me play this clip. You gotta sometimes you just gotta go into the crates and just watch some old, old amateur footage of guys to one realize how long they've been here, two appreciate the journey, and three get some of the laughs off about how their style used to be. The man had a real, you know, he 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 liked that type of battle rap. He he was he's a battle rap nerd. Don't let don't let none of this fool you. At the end of the day, he's a black captain's battle rap nerd. So he loved the grind time era, he loved that style. He he always has the multis in his back pocket. He had a bunch of jokes back in the days, too. So I think he'll fit right in over in GTX. Um, him battling disaster is right on the trajectory of what he's trying to do, right? Like, when you go to Verse Tracker and you look at some of the highest viewed guys, like a Hitman, a Disaster, a K-Shine, you know what I'm saying? He's battled those guys. And then you keep going to, like, a little bit lower, like, after the top ten, a verb, he's battled the verb. A, you know, a Rex, he's battled the Rex. A Chess, he's battled the Chess. A Goods, he's battled the Goods. Calico, T Top, like these are all guys that are ranked in the top twenty highest views all time. He's battled those guys. So, you know, this is just on course with him battling legends, top tiers, golden names, some Mount Rushmore names. This is this isn't this is nothing different than what he would be doing. I just you know I didn't disaster wasn't in the scope. We never we never talk really much about disaster and easy. I know you know easy's entertained like yo shoddy come to king of the dot, you know, like he's talked about that. Or he, you know, he 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 had a whole list of names. I could battle Geech, I could rematch Torque, I could battle uh Rock if Surf ever comes home, I could battle A War, I could battle Ill Will, I could battle Big K. You know, he had a whole list of names, but in that long list, disaster was never one of them. But when you look at the profile of people he's been battling, it, it just makes sense, right? Makes sense. So, well, not that it makes sense, but it's it's in line with the caliber of opponents he's been battling lately. Now, you know, I've been seeing on Twitter. I can't confirm or deny this. I've just been seeing it on Twitter. People are like, is this is this three rounds? People are like, is this three rounds? I've been seeing those questions pop up on Twitter. I don't know why people will question it. I don't even know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm confused as to that. I, my question would be, what's the time limits? My question wouldn't be the round. My question would be, what's the time limits to this? Because if a lot of the guys have said my battle is 90 seconds to two minutes, I, I haven't seen disaster rap a 90 second, two minute round in, in over a decade, probably. You know what I'm saying? So I, what's the time limits? That's more of my question that I have in, interest in having an answer to. Um, but on a calculated scale for easy. Okay, we know about what's going on with him and, you know what I'm saying, his altercation allegations. Whether you think it's true or not, let me tell you something. Whether you think it's true or not, shouts to the E-Hive. I call them the blockheads. 
his fan base. They denying everything. The culture's like, eh, this don't look right. This don't smell right. This look funny. It's got a little funky energy around it. I don't care where you stand. The point that I want to deliver to you is that this is an angle regardless. That's it. This is in the clouds. It's in the clouds. It's officially content that can be used against you in a battle, whether factual or not, and it's going to resonate with the crowd. Okay? We didn't have footage of Mook and Mav. We didn't have footage of John John and Hollow. We didn't <laughs> we didn't have footage of Brooklyn Hands and Verb. It's a lot of altercations that there's no footage of, but enough murmurs existed about it between the battle rappers, people involved, people in the area, vicinity, the rumors, and that's it. It lives in infamy and it can become a battle bar. So whether whatever happened didn't did or didn't happen, you're gonna hear bars about it. You was gonna hear bars about it, can't avoid it. Um, but this is important to note because obviously there's heavy speculation that Geechee may be his next match. He called Geechee out after battling Reed Dollars. Like, you know, after this and that, I'm going to go battle a Crip, you know. And Chrome 23 said, Remy said Chrome 23 was going to have an event in August. Um, I don't know if it's going to be in August. I don't know if it's going to be later. I don't know when, you know what I'm saying? I don't know when Easy and Geechee will happen. I'm pretty sure what happened this year. The point I'm getting at is if Geechee was in line to be his next opponent, and now that he has disaster before a possible Geechee, maybe a possible Mook, whoever would be his next opponent. Obviously, now that whether it's Geechee, Mook, whatever who it is, they have an angle to use. They have an angle available. And by battling somebody before battling those names, you get the opportunity to say, all right, he can defuse the angle for my future opponents because we we're already going to get some bars out. So they, it, it softens the blow. It gives me an opportunity to see how the angle is constructed up against me. So now I know how to counter right for it for the next motherfucker that wants to use it. You know, it's a it's a it's a solid strategy. There, it's a solid strategy. And disaster's not the one to really probably bring that angle home. He also has some people in Brooklyn that <laughs> probably don't want him around. But I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm, I'm gonna stop there. I'm gonna stop there. The point is easy disaster blockbuster announcement. Big battle. I can't wait for it to uh, go down. GTA, GTA is a stack card. Stack, stack, stack card. We're talking 20 battles for the weekend. And I think there's a card on Friday. So you might even have maybe 25, 26, maybe 30 battles this weekend. It's 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 going to be a crazy weekend. Plus, Philly, Philly's deep. You know, you got Reed Dollars and Pass. We didn't get a chance to talk about that recently. That happened, too. There was an announcement for Reed and Pass. We're going to break down this whole GTX card with a, with a long GTX podcast because all those battles need some spotlight. K Walker's on the card. So Philly, the trenches, the trenches is the trenches is going to Oakland. Pack your bags. I'm going, going back, back to Cali. Cali, it's happening. All right. Uh, can disaster be the one to do it? Will disaster do it? Listen, man. Much respect to Diz, the creative director. I haven't had him winning a battle in a while. Let me pull this up. Let me pull up his battles as of recently so I could just we could just get this in line, all right? <laughs> all right. You know, he battled next this year. I had next beating disaster. Um, a battle that you guys tried to sweep under the rug. I seen I seen what happened there. I'm gonna leave it alone. All right. You know, he battled Marv one again this year. That was a dope battle. Um battle Hollow Hand on King of the Dot, you know, the Pat State card. 
all those battles were for a bigger message than to be competitive. Um, Adam losing to Geechee, Adam losing to Asesino, Adam losing to Saint, but he definitely won those battles along the way t- in the Grand Prix when he battled Frack, Thesaurus, uh, Sireboy, aka Family Man Hayes. So it's been a while since I've seen him be really, really competitive. And I've also heard him say a few times, like, I don't, prior to this easy announcement, he was saying, like, you know, my match, like, is a big match, but I don't really care about the match. I care more about, like, the card. Obviously, like, his purpose is to curate the space, the event, and he much would much rather see everybody else shine as opposed to himself. So I think he's just in a different space in battle rap where, like, it's not about so much as about winning, but I do desire to see Disaster say, yo, let me put my competitive gear on and try to be the first person to give Easy a clear loss in his run. I desire that. You know what I'm saying? I do. But would he be the one to do it? I say no. I say no, man. My answer is no. Looking forward to it regardless. All right. And before we close out, let's talk about John John the Don made an announcement. The Mecca going down July 30th. We're definitely going to have a full podcast breaking this card down. Headlining battle on this card. John John the Don versus Jay Mills. Cortez versus Philly Hayes. E Hart versus Cashflow Rizzy. Bonnie Godiva versus Lady Caution is the obviously the main card. We also have two undercard battles. Gene's uh Gen CNG Ty versus Kuan the Rebel. Not familiar with those brothers. Taj Millie versus Wavington. I do know Wavington. So shout out to the undercard as well. There's a dope little event going down. I want to say little, but dope event going down uh, July 30th on Bullpen. The Mecca Bullpen's outside this year, man. This is in Yonkers too, man. John John going to have the peoples out for him, man. He's going to have the people outside. Personally, for me, Lady Caution and Bonnie Godiva is a battle. I'm looking forward to the most on this card. That's the one. Bonnie's return battle since, you know, pregnancy. Lady Caution has been consistent. It's a good match. E-Heart and Yonkers? That's a good... That's something worth talking about, too, man. You know what I'm saying? But shout-outs to John John and Bullpen. I'm looking forward to the Mecca. Should be dope. Should be dope. And I think... uh, I think that's all she wrote for this week, man. You know, we do have some more stuff. You can go ahead and go to the website, check out our power rankings that we created. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to talk a little bit about the power rankings before I get out of here. I do want to say this. There's no such thing as a list that will ever appease the people. All right? I don't even think there's a list that if the battlers combine their might and their wills and their brains together to create a list, I don't even think that would be perfect. I do I do desire to see the battlers create a list, though. I do desire to see them create a standard and test that logic against multiple people's catalogs for the year and their production to see if they are consistently able to hold up whatever thing they say about themselves and how it should be evaluated. Because, you know, when we made our power rankings, we try to obviously contextualize it with numbers. And, you know, in an opinionated sport with data that doesn't exist, you can't you you can't just put battle rap in a box score. As much as I love the idea of doing that, I can't. You know what I'm saying? You ultimately can't do that. You know what I'm saying? So you have to take it with a grain of salt. It's it's just a system to see if it can match the eye test. Try to try to define what are you watching because I do feel like there is a way to define the level of performance that I'm gauging. There is a way to define the level of competitor that you're facing 
stature wise and the performance that you actually stood in front of. I do think there's a way to measure impact. I, all of these, these details that kind of we implemented in our, our power rankings, which was competition, your performance and material and impact. I feel like there's a way to gauge it, or at least there's a way to get a feel for it. We try to get a nice solid definition between our, our system. We rated everything between one to five. We gave a definition to everything that was one, two, three, four, five. Was it perfect? No. Was it inconsistent? I mean, yeah. I mean, they have, there's moments where you can look at it and you're like, ah, oh, I don't agree with certain things. Obviously, the whole team came together. Jay Smo, Q Moody, Titus, myself. You know, when you put that many minds into a, a project, everybody's not going to agree. So we're just going to have a, a, a consensus amongst ourselves. So, like, you know, you're going to have some flaws in it. But I do feel like once you build a foundation, you have something to work around. A lot of the battlers were challenging it. And, you know, while I feel like some of their their challenges were valid, it's just whatever <laughs> whatever method you hold the critiques to, you have to keep that same method across the board. And, you know, there's a space out there for you. I think it's on Hip Hop is Real and all the uh, YouTube pages. They record Twitter spaces or you go to Swamp's recorded space on this Twitter as well. If you want to go ahead and hear that two-hour conversation with me, Chef Traz, E-Hart, T-Top, Tay Rock, Jack Boy Main, Shane Ashley, uh, Hansel, Geechee Gotti, a lot of people, a lot of battlers. Um, you know, they kind of like evaluate stature versus talent and i hear them because like we should be looking at skill for sure and we don't dismiss skill but we also understand that sometimes when we talk about strength for schedule there's a discrepancy because some people will battle a name that's not producing at the level or at a high level anymore but because it's a name it's still gonna matter you know what i'm saying and so it's like okay what about the people that don't have a high name but do produce at a high level and that are very competitive? Like, they don't get much praise neither. So where's the balance there? And then some of the battles were like, well, you need to evaluate the skill, not the stature, which, in my opinion, it's easier for us as media to be objective about somebody's stature than their skill because skill is super subjective, super subjective. What you think is good and what I think is good, it's not going to be the same because you're going to look at certain details that I can't look at and I'm going to tell you how those details make me feel. And at that point, we're just at a difference of opinions, right? But I feel like with stature, regardless of somebody's talent, we can't deny who they are or who they currently are. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I feel like it's easier to be objective about status, stature. Murder Mook was a great example. You know, all the battle rappers there were telling me, <laughs> clean is harder to beat than Murder Mook. Bad rapper said this. They told me Clone is more skilled and talented than Murder Mook. I don't agree with none of this. I don't agree with any of it. You know what I'm saying? I don't agree with none of it. And if you really feel that way, that's fine. But the point is, regardless if you think Mook is talented or not, good or not, you can't deny that he's Murder Mook. And that's what I was getting at. It's like, yo, this is easier to... We can both agree on who he is versus what we think his production level is. We're going to feel different about his production, but we're both going to agree to who he is as a name. And so going into a battle, you don't know what the results will be. So you have to take the name for face value at first. You have to. That's why I said so many times people will predict somebody to win a battle. And then when they're wrong, they just kind of try to sweep it under the rug afterwards because they didn't like the results. But it's like, that's not how you felt going into it. 
example, Vixen versus AWAR. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to bring up my client, but I seen how y'all was talking about Vixen and AWAR going into the battle. Some of y'all didn't keep that same energy afterwards. Some of y'all did not keep that same energy afterwards. And, you know, I've seen people also change things up, like, like Miss Hustle versus My Verse. You know, that was a battle going into it. Nope. I couldn't find somebody to give My Verse a compliment, even if I pay them. And then after Hustle beat My Verse, it's like all of a sudden it, it, it holds all this stock and value and it matters. And people call My Verse a top tier. And it's like, wait, y'all didn't even think she was good prior to this battle. So which one is it? Like, like which like it, it just gets a little it gets very, very confusing. And that's where I just want us to say, listen, I think there's a standard to pick with nuances to apply, but pick a standard and then keep that same standard. And I promise you, your logic will be tested at some point. You know, Chef Trez and Hansel were kind of telling me about like, oh, you know, you got to evaluate the performance of the person in front of you, you know, or what's their skill like. I got a ton of respect for John John the Don, but he's been on a losing streak. He hasn't been performing at John John the Don's level as of recently. So if you want to go that route, the John John you battle has been on a decline. Hansel, you know, some of your wins on the league are against, you know, like, (laughs) are against people that kind of messed up in their material. Steam's choked every round. Holmesy, you know, had had a bit of a little bit of a hiccup in this third round. So, like, which one do you guys want? Do you guys want credit for the name? Do you guys want us to evaluate the performance that you're up against? Do you guys want us to just evaluate your performance? Pick a standard. I promise your logic will be tested. That's all I'm going to say. You know what I'm saying? Um, they also told me visibility doesn't necessarily mean impact. So just because an event is on the pay-per-view doesn't mean it has more impact than an app event. And that's respect to the app events and respect to all VOD events. That's just horseshit. It's not true. Y'all wrong. <laughs> Y'all wrong, okay? We pay attention to the... I don't mean to sound egotistical when I say this, right? I'm just I'm just telling you something that I do daily. I work the social medias of LTBR daily alongside other people that work LTBR with us, right? I'm paying attention to Twitter, to YouTube, to, to app comments, to Instagram comments, I, to traffic, likes, numbers, traction, views, impressions, um, Everything is hashtags. So we're able to follow the hashtag trends. I have charts. I have detailed analytics from all these news posts. Like I can easily create a, a chart for you guys of news posts, the artists related to the news posts, and which news post garners the most traffic. All right. You cannot tell me that something that's garnering more traffic does not have more impact just because it's more visible. I do agree. There could be things that's not as visible that's better. I can agree with that. But that doesn't mean it had more impact. It doesn't mean that it was seen more. It doesn't mean it was talked about more. And that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, there's plenty of times battles fall by the wayside that are better than battles that are showcased to us. That happens all the time. But sometimes what's showcased to us is automatically in our face more to be talked about and and recognized and and remembered more than what isn't. So, you know... um, there's just some inconsistencies there. They also, you know, Shetra's like me and John John. I get stopped about that battle in Atlanta all the time. It meant more to Atlanta than my show off battle. You know, that's fine. But then you guys turn around and say Easy and Re wasn't even that important for Philly. Well, which one is it, guys? You cannot pick a moment where regional impact matters and it doesn't matter somewhere else. Like, what, what, like that's all I'm saying, man. I, I, respect to the battlers. I think their perspective is needed at times, but it's it's also jaded because. 
because they also view things in a certain light, they will never view things in the light of a consumer because they're the artist. They will never be able to view things from the media standpoint because they're an artist. So they have a blind spot available to them that we can see. And we have a blind spot available to us that you guys can see. So I'm not saying our perspective is more valuable than yours perspective. I'm saying it's different and it, it also has a voice. It needs to be heard because at the end of the day, there's far more consumers than there is rappers. All right. That's it for me today, man. As always, man, I appreciate you guys rocking with us. Let's talk rap.com. We're going to sign out for the day. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're going to close out on my man B-Dot. Shout out to B-Dot, man. We need to be back in the game. Friday, all right? I hop in the whip with that inner tip. I ain't trade. I won't ask to be let out. Just just let out this barrel. That leave these niggas with no brains like a scarecrow. Yo, who we looking for? Two niggas in the all white Camaro. The homie said they know where they be at. Give me the burn, I need that. Y'all niggas relax. Point me to where the squeeze at. You sure, blood? Yeah, I'm sure, blood. That's what the war does. And as I say that, I think in my mind about how they forced us through gentrification to shoot at the same situation. Be just like me and no father. So single mama had raised him. His papa was vacant. Mama couldn't replace him. He wanted the Jordans, not the ASIC, so he decided to bang crib. I was dazing, snapped out of it, fuck it, I won't back out of it. Blood, did them niggas go right there? Oh, that is not the whip, you said an all-white Camaro. Oh, this is white as a kid. Give me the burner back if your ass is gonna act like a bitch. I ain't no bitch, blood, just pull up on these motherfuckers slow. These niggas need to see my face, I'm trying to let these niggas know. Got out the window as I had that extendo, like what's happening at that moment, I froze. That's when them thoughts got the flashing, like recollection. I recognized him, I wanted to ask him if he knew me, perhaps. It was some type of distant attachment He looked just like me So frightening The resemblance was striking But I snapped out of it Demon screen just blew like Nike